in Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it in the Big Ten Championship. He's in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. I might even put a flyer on Derek Carr being the MVP. And Eric Fry. And if you're wrong, you're wrong, but at least I have the guts to step up and make something happen. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in. Uh, we're back here on the air. The starting lineup is back in better than ever. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, we're both here today. Seems like it's been a good little bit since we've been on, on the air together. I've been sitting here the whole time. <laughs> I've just been waiting. You've just been waiting. I've just been in the corner the whole time. Yeah, and I didn't turn your mic on. And then yeah. last yep. week, you, you didn't turn my mic on. Yep. So yep. Uh, we're back at full strength, and we're back here on the air at 98.9 The Game as well. I think this is the first show we've done together since we ate a bunch of hamburgers. It does seem like that, yeah. I think so. I think it is, yeah. So uh, welcome in here to the uh, program, and uh, the starting lineup is uh, back, and uh, so is local sports as well, and also happy first day of school to a lot of people out there as well. The kiddos going uh, back to school, and local sports, they getting underway, ramping up uh, the coverage. You got a lot of golf coming into us, and fall baseball getting underway as well. We'll take a look at a local sports action of from yesterday and get you set for the schedule today and the starting lineup is back here for good or a good little while as the high school football season is only seven or eight sleeps left before we get kickoff of Friday Night Lights and so that means we're amping up our football coverage here the next week and it starts today. We, why don't we hit the ground running mm-hmm. and uh, get it all started as we're going to start uh, talking to uh, coaches next week. So uh, make sure to uh, tune in to uh, the uh, show and the podcast as well. We'll be uh, hitting up on uh, some local coaches. Some of us are going to be uh, joining us weekly. Some of them uh, we're going to be talking sporadically throughout the season. Uh, and that's going to begin uh, next week. And we're starting off today with conference football previews and the first one up is the Central Illinois Conference. So uh, stick around uh, for uh, that as the uh, landscape of the uh, Central Illinois Conference is uh, changing Mm -hmm. this season and the next season as well. We'll get into that here in uh, just a a little bit. And we're also going to hit up on some other national sports as well, Major League Baseball and uh, NFL, regular football as well, and uh, 
everything else we can't squeeze in here to uh, the Trustle Show. Uh, we'll get to into the uh, podcast in some sort of uh, fashion. And of course, the starting lineup would not be possible without McMahon Meets, Tingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, and uh, Tatopolis State uh, Bank. So uh, we are back here on 98.9. And uh, thanks for uh, joining us, however you are doing so. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's get back into the swing of things and back into the routine. And uh, let's get it off with what we always do. It's first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. And speaking of Major League Baseball, let's go ahead and let's start there as our two teams in action last night. But let's first start off on a positive note, and that was the exciting walk-off victory for the Chicago Cubs last night as Christian Moriel walked off as he was pumped around the bases and mm-hmm. took his jersey off and everything. And <laughs> uh, the Cubbies walk it off there and beat the uh, crosstown rivals, the White Sox, four to three, last night. Yeah, you split the the series. Yeah, you split you know, it. You you lost the first game in embarrassing fashion. So uh, why you know I, I get being excited, but I've seen Cubs fans online saying that like oh, season making turn around the year. This is this is what we needed. Mm-hmm. The White Sox, who are fielding a Triple A team, because they got rid of everybody at the trade deadline, and you lost one of those games, I believe, eight to nothing, the day before. Yeah, and it took a walk off to beat them. I, I, I mean, you only lost five to three on Tuesday. Okay, well, you still lost to them. It was like a late inning uh, rally. Travis, I had someone ask me the other day, "Hey, how do you?" feel about about you know the Cubs they're a Cub fan they're like how do you feel and I said I don't know Mm -hmm. and it's too late in the year to be feeling like I don't know sure yes we're only two and a half out of the you know uh, of the central yes we're right there in the thick of the wild card race but this is an inconsistent team Mm -hmm. and the fact that our pitching staff minus Justin Steele has been so atrocious since the All-Star break. Travis, we have a 4.58 ERA since the All-Star break. Hmm. That's not good. No. And the news that came out yesterday about Marcus Stroman is yeah. not good. A rib cartilage fracture. No timetable for his return here on ESPN. Yeah. Henry, uh, they they said that, hmm. that they don't know if he's going to pitch again this year. Hmm. Which stinks for him. Right. Because he was going to make some big bank. Uh, this offseason. Yeah. But the month of July really derailed him. Mm-hmm. He was yeah, a different we talked about pitcher it on the podcast. in July. Yes. Yep. And now this injury that he doesn't know when he's coming back from. Mm-hmm. This is all the ammunition Cubs management has to go see. Not resign him. See? Look what would have happened if we would have resigned him. Or not giving him an extension. Or not giving him that extension. Not talking about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then let's re-sign Cody Bellinger. Yeah. He's played out of his mind. He has. And if you're thinking, oh, it's a one-year thing, that's great. Sign him to a two-year contract, and if he falls on his face next year, you trade him. Yeah. 
Right. You definitely are getting more than you expected out of him for sure when he signed that one-year deal in the offseason. Yes. Now, again, I don't feel confident in this team. I don't think, Travis, I'll say it right here on this on this podcast, and I think I said it uh, last week as well, I don't think this team is making the playoffs. Mm. I, I just don't think so. Um, I, I think that if the Giants can play up to where they should, I think that they can make the playoffs. I, I think they'll get that second wild card. But, Travis, I still am not giving up on the Padres because the talent there. They're four and a half back in the wild card right they're now. They're four and a half back in the wild card. We're only halfway through August. After the trade deadline and after the all-star break, really, I have no confidence in the Diamondbacks or nope. the Marlins nope. as well, even though currently right now as we stay in Cubs, Marlins, and Reds are all tied for that third wild card spot right now. So, you know, you're right in the thick of things, like you said, and, you know, only two and a half back in the division, but just because the NL wild card is just so murky that you have a chance here. And I think that's why some Cubs fans are excited in, in the fashion that you did, uh, just Wrigley Field last night watching that clip and yes. watching the walk-off was just electric. Yes. And Amaral just being pumped up and taking his jersey off and all that. Um, and you're being right in the thick of things yes. in the wild card. I think that's why people are excited as well as the upcoming schedule as well for say, the Cubs. Yes. I mean, you got the Royals and you got the day off today, but you got the Royals this weekend. Yep. And then you're at Detroit yep. and at Pittsburgh yep. before a big couple of series with Milwaukee and Cincinnati. And so. then and then San Francisco after that, yeah. which is could be important based on the wild card. Mm-hmm. So Travis, here's what I'm going to say: If entering that Milwaukee series, the Cubs are not in the, the third wild card or even the second wild card, not tied, but there. Mm-hmm. If you are not in that position after this stretch of games we're getting ready to go into before Milwaukee, you have serious problems because oh, yeah. these are the games like the White Sox game from two days ago. These are the games you have you to win. Have to win and you win. have to win if you're going to make a postseason run. These are teams that are not even not good. They're not contending. They're not even close. I, don't, I won't. We'll talk about the Cardinals in a second. <laughs> but these are games you need to win before you go on a oh, like yeah. you said a tough streak where you're you know three against Milwaukee, four against Cincinnati, then three against San Francisco, then four against Arizona, who's still right there in the thick of it. Even though I know you said you don't believe in them. They're still only two and a half out. Mm-hmm. That's not out of the realm of possibility. And you got six games against Arizona. Yep. You, you, and then you end the season with Atlanta and Milwaukee on the road. Mm. Those are tough games. Yeah. You have to be in a position to where you don't have to be in must-win situations in those final six games. Mm-hmm. Because doing it in those final six games is going to be tough. Yeah, but, you know, the next uh, stretch with uh, the next three series for the Cubs is very favorable uh, there before divisional opponents again. So uh, Chicago right in uh, the thick of it. They're in the wild card, and uh, you mentioned it, but a team that's not in the thick of it in the wild card is the St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, last night, 8 to nothing. How do you lose 8 to nothing to the Oakland 
A's getting shut out there. Matthew Libertor, after pitching the game of his life in uh, the series against Tampa Bay, his old team or the team that we acquired him from, right. uh, he not so sharp. Ten hits over four and a third inning, giving up six runs. And uh, Lawrence come in and filled in for the final uh, four and two-thirds innings himself. And, you know, didn't pitch that bad. Uh, struck out four and gave up a couple runs as well. But ugh, losing to Oakland. In that fashion, offense nowhere to be found against uh, Blackburn, who was pitched great, you know. Seven strong innings, shutout innings, six hits, uh, and eight Ks as well. One walk for Blackburn, and the Cardinals lose again, and we're tied for last place right now in the Central with the Pirates, mm-hmm. 54 and a 67 there for St. Louis. And again, the only the only thing I think if you are a Cardinals fan that you can hold on to the the solace you can you can hope for is what changes are we making? There yeah. ha- Travis after the season there has to be changes. Oh yeah, wholesale changes for sure. And you know, I I think bare minimum manager. Minimum. That wouldn't hurt me none. But I think I don't think that's enough. No. And yeah, there, there's a lot of changes that need to be made. Here's what I'm going to say. And and I heard it on ESPN this more radio this morning, and, and people may agree with me or disagree with me, and that's fine. That's why I'm on this show, and you're not. I think Mozalak is a perfect comparison to Cashman with the Yankees. Hmm. Uh, like, I don't know. Maybe it was Steinbrenner who was the guy that uh, spent money, but at least the Yankees seem to be spending money. Yes, but what, what I mean by that is the culture. When oh, yeah. Cashman took over, it wasn't World Series or bust. It was playoff or bust. It was just important enough to make the playoffs. That's all that mattered. Getting to the World Series wasn't as important as it was during Steinbrenner. Mm-hmm. That is the Cardinals. Yeah. World Series is not important. If we get there, great. And you can even, Travis, look back at the 2011 season. That wasn't a team that was supposed to be there. Yeah, It just, just kind of happened. We got hot in September. When was the last time that the Cardinals made a concerned effort to say, with what they did off-season, in-season, we are World Series or bust? Hmm, World Series or bust. Uh, it's got to be sooner than this, but, I mean, 2004 was pretty spectacular. You know, we got Larry Walker, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we acquired Reggie Sanders as well, and maybe some other moves uh, as well. And mm-hmm. that, that team was good. Right. And should have won the World Series if not for the magic of the Red Sox. W- would you I, – I would say that. I would, Surely it's not 06? that long ago. 06? That team wasn't good. No, that team wasn't good. What I'm so. saying is, and and I know I'm going to get heat for this because you're not a Cub fan or you're not a Cardinal fan, but what I'm saying is the teams that come out and say, this is our year, we are making an effort, it's all in or not all in. At least the fan base has something to point to and get behind. The Cardinals, even when they've been good, have not been that. Yeah. I don't know if it was World Series or bust, but definitely when we've acquired Goldschmidt and Arenado and stuff, yes. those are uh, moves that you would hope to, to you translate up. to success. Yes. But 
uh, just hasn't translated. Uh, one thing that also gives me a little solace as a Cardinal fan, besides last night and uh, besides a certain someone that's taking them out tonight, the pitching has been good. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt's, unfortunately, he's hurt now, but yep. he was pitching great. He was. And it makes me a lot more confident in Matt's, and I apologize, everything bad thing that I ever said about <laughs> that guy, but he looked like, Okay, maybe, you know, him, his spot in the rotation is, is fine, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, Libertor pitched great against Tampa, and I was like, all right, maybe he's going to prove if he can get into the rotation next year as well, but for, for the most part, the pitching has been good. Except for Mr. Adam Wainwright, yep. as he's towing the rubber tonight, and I'll say I love Adam Wainwright. And <laughs> you're not alone. In the words of Forrest Gump, that's all I gotta say about that. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Life's like a box of chocolates, <laughs> and sometimes you leave those chocolates out in the sun too long, they melt. I and know. I think Adam Wainwright's been left out in the sun too long. I know. I I, I applaud him. He's a great locker room presence. Yeah. He's a great clubhouse leader. He everything he has done on and off the field yep. for the city of St. Louis is absolutely remarkable. Yep. But as he said in his conference when he was put on the IL, I'm not helping this team. Me pitching is not helping this team. So he went away. He came back. Adam, you're still not helping the team. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's it's not an injury thing. You guys can make it out to be that. You can say he was injured. That's fine. It's not that. He doesn't have it anymore. And we are seeing that. And it's mm-hmm. sad to see. It is. Yep. You, you, Travis, I, as you said, you're a big fan of Adam Wainwright. Would you have much rather... Obviously, we talked about him, Yachty, Pujols, leaving the field. Should have been it. Curtain closed. Yep. All over. Mm-hmm. But if that wasn't it, it should have been when he went on the I.L. That should have been it. That was he knew then mm. that he was not helping his team, and right. he said he was not going to come back until he felt he was the best he could be, and mm. he's still not. Yeah, and he's just out there. He's just trying to get those last two wins. Yep, that's all it is. He's just trying to get to two hundred. But how long? Because yeah. as, as you said, the pitching has been great for the Cardinals recently, minus last night, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the offense hasn't been there. No. Wainwright isn't going to give you less than four innings or and four runs. He's going to give up four runs in his starts. That's his average this year. 8.78 ERA. Yeah. Whew. That. Yeesh. It, it, again, I'm being generous saying four. Yeah, That Cardinal offense is not going to give you four runs by the time he leaves in the fourth or fifth inning. Mm-hmm. So guess what? He's still not going to get those wins because he doesn't go long enough and he doesn't contain the lead long enough to go deep into games to pick up the wins. Mm-hmm. This, I'm sorry, he's not going to get them. <sighs> that may be a bold statement, and that's fine. You're better off if you want him to get those 200 wins, as we talked about, put him in the bullpen. Put him in the bullpen, have him come in and pitch an inning in the eighth when the Cardinals are up by three. Just one inning. Mm-hmm. Or a tie game. Put him in for an inning. Yeah. 
and hope the offense can carry it the end. Mm-hmm. That's that's all it's going to take. But if that's what this is all about, and it has to be, it, it can't it be is, anything yeah. more than that. If that's what it's all about, then figure out a way to make this work so everyone can move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, trying to get those uh, 200 wins, and it's just having a guy like Wainwright of ending his career on a higher note than you know his last few starts he, and whatnot. And so. here's, what it, here's what it is, Travis, and it's an analogy, and it's just an analogy. People don't take it seriously. But would you rather be old yellered or would you rather die due to a thousand paper cuts? Yeah. Would you rather have it be just one shot that does you in mm. so we can all move on? Or would you rather the slow one every yep. single and that's every what it fifth is. day. That's yeah. Every time he's out there, it's a little more uh yeah. a little more uh yep. the further he gets away from that moment of him, Pujols and Yadi walking off together. It's yeah. Why? Oh, why are you? Why? Oh, why are you doing? Like, I'm not yep. saying his Should've tarnishing his legacy because I, I I won't go that far. Because no one's gonna remember this last year. Nobody in Never. the grand scheme of things, nobody's gonna remember this. But for Cardinal fans and baseball fans in general who are living through this right now, we're gonna remember it. Yeah, we're definitely remember uh, living through it right now, and especially if he ends at 199. Yeah. Mm, that would be a, a crusher. He went through all this this season just to still not get it. Yep, just to be uh, one short. Uh, we're taking on uh, the uh, Mets uh, this evening, and our old friend that was with us last year, Quintana, is on the mound for New York uh, tonight. And that's a 520 pregame show start here on 98.9, and we got a 605 a game of broadcast against the uh, Mets this evening and this weekend as well we got a four game setter with the metropolitans uh here and a friday's game 6 20 saturday's game back to a 5 20 and sunday's game is 12 20 coverage here on 98.9 we roll on here on the uh, starting lineup and uh, coming up let's hit up on uh, some more local sports and uh, some local baseball that happened and uh, some stuff that happened in uh, golf and get you set for the schedule for uh, today coming up next here on the starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back Summer is here, and it is important to be safe around the water. Don't take chances overestimating your swimming skills. Swim only in designated areas and never swim alone. No one can anticipate sudden storms or hidden dangers. Keep an eye on children and remember it only takes a few seconds for a small child to wander away. Children have a natural curiosity and attraction to water. This is Deputy Chief Kurt Davis of the Effingham Police Department. Water sports and activities can be some of the most enjoyable times of the year. Please keep safety first and enjoy your summer. Want to feel good? Make a purchase from a business right here in town that's run by your neighbors. A restaurant, for example. You go out for a nice dinner. That restaurant owner supports dozens of other businesses and people in our community. The servers, chefs, the food suppliers, cleaning people. And he pays them with some of the money you just spent on dinner. And with the money they earn from the restaurant, they buy gas, food, and clothing from local retailers who may be at the next table when you return to that restaurant for another meal. Dinner was great, and now you feel even better knowing you helped our local community. Here are some local businesses to support. The Medicine Shop at 600 West Jordan Street in Newton. Paler Pharmacy 
and 203 South Main Street in Dietrich, Niemer Steakhouse. So delicious, always special, Niemer Steakhouse. There are only three Northern White Rhinos left in the world, but together we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. You Bear Furniture Company's huge Labor Day savings event is going on now. We have store-wide discounts of up to $1,000. It sounds unbelievable, but it's true. All discounted items are one-of-a-kind, in stock, and ready for delivery. Hurry in now to Eubinger's because these deals won't last long and you don't want to miss out. So shop the huge Labor Day savings event with savings of up to $1,000 only at Eubinger's Furniture Company, where the deals are worth the drive. Highway 50 East, Flora. And now, Eric Price Sports Center update. The Colts reportedly believe they could get wide receiver Paris Campbell back from injury before season's end. Campbell underwent foot surgery after catching a touchdown in the Week 6 win over the Titan, te- 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 Texans and has been working to return since. The starting lineup. Welcome back in uh, to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, and that's Eric Fry stumbling and bumbling through the uh, Sports know, Center read. What they, they need to get uh, similar teams that have the same name out of the same division. Titans, Titans, Texans? and Texans. Hmm. Both start with T's. Get them out of there. On ninety-eight nine, the game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you. Play uh, hit up on uh, some Major League Baseball to uh, start off the show today. Let's hit up on uh, some local sports and uh, some local baseball. That's right, fall baseball is underway. And uh, yesterday had uh, two NTC teams get uh, wins as it was uh, St. Anthony getting the win over Mulberry Grove, a 16-2-0. And uh, St. Anthony put up 11 runs in the uh, first inning, and they didn't look back, but they still put up a five spot in the uh, bottom of the third. And it only went four innings due to the uh, mercy rule uh, there. Mulberry Grove only had a couple hits, and they had eight errors in the game as well. And uh, taking a look at uh, some of the offensive leaders here, as it was uh, Tegler who had uh, three RBIs and uh, just went one for one. Uh, Fear Day had a couple RBIs and Link had two RBIs for St. Anthony as well. Uh, Adams pitched uh, three innings and only given up one hit and strikeout five. And Link finished it off there with a inning of work as well for St. Anthony and starting off the uh, fall season with a win over Mulberry Grove for the Bulldogs and uh, North Clay. They also got their second win of the uh, fall season and they defeated Odin yesterday 8-0. to uh, Zimdars gets the uh, win for the Cardinals uh, there. In high school girls golf yesterday in a matchup it was St. Anthony taking down Alney by the score of 184 to a 246. Uh, Addison Kraus she had uh, the low score there in the match. She had a 39 uh, there to uh, lead the way for St. Anthony. Doesn't matter. Girls golf, boys golf. Uh, St. Anthony piling up a lot of wins yep. uh, here to begin the uh, fall season uh, for 
them uh, there. And uh, we also had a uh, matchup with uh, Newton and uh, Casey was also in there. Uh, Oblong, Marshall, and North Clay uh, were in there as well. And Newton came out with the win uh, there. And maybe it wasn't Casey. That was just the name of the email. But uh, uh, Newton, second win of their season mm-hmm. as well. And they had uh, top three scores of the night as well. Therefore, in boys golf, Grant Fulton had a 41, the low score for Newton uh, yesterday. Uh, we also had in junior high softball, it was South Central getting the win over North Clay, a 10 to 0. And in junior high baseball, it was Dietrich over North Clay, 12 to 2, and CHBC over South Central, 2 to 1. Local sports schedule for today in high school baseball. You got Dietrich hosting Ramsey, uh, Weber Township at Brownstown St. Elmo, Odin at CHBC. In uh, boys golf, uh, some area teams at the uh, Battle of Ren Lake, uh, St. Anthony, Totopolis, Vandalia, Litchfield, all there. Uh, we also got Windsor, Two Straws, Villa Grove at Ocaw Valley, Mattoon, Mount Zion, Clinton, they're at the Lincoln Scramble, and Staunton is at Benton. In uh, girls golf, we got Totopolis hosting uh, Hillsboro, uh, Muhammad Seymour, Normal West, they're at uh, Champaign, St. Thomas Moore. In a little uh, boys and girls co-ed uh, golf matchups, we got North Clay, Casey, Marshall. They're all at Oblong, and they play those matchups at uh, Robinson's Quail Creek Golf Course. Uh, Paris and Arthur, they're at Arcola. North Mac, Carlinville, they're at Waverly. And we also got a couple of uh, tennis matchups uh, today as well, starting off the uh, tennis season. You got in the Apollo Mount Zion at Muhammad Seymour. And you got Vandalia traveling to uh, Mount Vernon to begin the season uh, there. So uh, local sports uh, getting back underway and uh, school getting in a full swing. First day of school for a lot of people uh, this week, today, maybe yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll be reporting on uh, local sports um, throughout the year uh, as well with fall baseball, golf, and Tennis, soccer will be starting uh, soon. Volleyball will begin uh, soon as well in a couple weeks. So uh, we'll be uh, giving you that. And stay tuned to our website, femradio.com. We'll post the local sports scores uh, there every morning for you there to stay up to date with that. All right. uh, So another thing that's going to be getting here in uh, next week, next Friday, First Friday night football games, and we got uh, to start our conference previews, and we're going to be talking about the uh, Central Illinois Conference coming up next here on the uh, starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Lucas Crenning with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at pekininsurance.com 
And in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. And now, this outpouring of love for Tom Brady is what we are beginning with today. Everyone showering this man with love and goatness. How about it? The starting lineup. Almost every single one of Brady's Super Bowls has been clouded with controversy, and that seems what people are forgetting. And let's not forget that so a couple Super Bowls were gifted to him. The tuck rule, the... You can't blame him for the referee stuff. You can't blame him, but he benefited from it. Okay, everyone gets a call. Every they benefited from it last night as well. Which which rule? Which which one of those penalties? Whenever the Chiefs are holding, that was so ticky tacky. Come on, so it's many a holding. Super Bowl. Let them play. On ninety-eight nine, the game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update brought to you by McMahon Meats. Cardinals players continue to drop like flies. Outfielder Lars Newtbar and Tommy Edmond both left yesterday's loss against the A's early because of injuries. Newtbar has a lower abdominal contusion. He suffered the injury after fouling a ball off his groin. The 25-year-old is hitting 282 with 12 home runs and 39 RBIs in 89 games this season. Edmond is dealing with a right calf contusion. He has a 251 average with 11 homers and 37 RBIs. Jonathan Taylor is away from the Colts once again. The team announced that the superstar running back is stepping away from the team because of a personal matter. Indianapolis did not go into further specifics about Taylor, who is away from the team for a second time since training camp started. He wanted a contract extension during the offseason and requested a trade when he didn't receive one. Speaking of the NFL, week two of the NFL preseason kicks off tonight as the Cleveland Browns will visit the Eagles in Philadelphia. Ash continues two games on Friday as the Giants host the Panthers while the Bengals face the Falcons in Atlanta. 11 more games will be on Saturday with just one set for Sunday. That between the Saints and Chargers in Inglewood, California. And the action wraps up on Monday Night Football with a showdown between the Ravens and the Commanders in Landover. And the Pro Football Hall of Fame has narrowed down its group of coaches and contributors for the 2024 class. Former head coach Buddy Parker was named as the lone finalist from the group that included Mike Shanahan, Robert Kraft, and Tom Coughlin. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here, 98.9. Travis Sparks here and Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center reads uh, today. And a lot of NFL uh, preseason stuff there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, we'll be getting to our NFL previews uh, coming up here yes. shortly because it's going to be starting less than a month. Yes, so. and college. College football, of course. Yes. We'll be hitting heavy on Illinois football, of course. Your guys excited about that upcoming season so uh, i got a lot of football yep coming up here on the show and a lot of football to uh preview and also another thing that's coming up really soon sooner uh than later it's high school football it's going to be returning and we're going to be ramping up our uh, coverage here on the starting lineup of high school football we got coaches interviews lined up and we'll be uh hearing for them on the uh, program uh, next week so make sure you stay tuned for that and we're going to be hitting on all the conferences that that uh, we uh, tell you about here as well. Uh, we got uh, previews next week of Little Illini, Lincoln Prairie, Apollo, 
and uh, South Central coming up shortly as well. Uh, but today we're looking at the uh, Central Illinois uh, Conference. But first thing I wanted to uh, mention about the uh, high school season, if you uh, forgot about it, uh, but uh, the uh, new site for the state championship uh, games on uh, Thanksgiving weekend on uh, November 24th and uh, 25th is in a normal for the next five years, Hancock Stadium on the campus of Illinois State University. So that's where all these high school football teams are hoping to be there on Thanksgiving uh, weekend with 1A through 8A there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a nice uh, compromise if it wasn't going to be in Champaign, and I like it better than DeKalb uh, for a Southern School's perspective uh, there. And also uh, with our interviews with coaches we got nine new head coaches in uh, mm-hmm. the area and uh, five of them are in the lic alone yeah so a lot of changes in uh, that conference uh there yep. and a lot of also changes are coming to the uh, central illinois uh, conference yep. as well that's where we're starting off today and it's going to be a, a brand new world for the central illinois conference only six teams now are left Sullivan we'll be talking about them and next week when we talk about the Lincoln Prairie and also Decatur St. Teresa is gone as well they were voted out of yep. the uh, conference and uh, we'll take a look at them a little bit uh, because Central and M is the only team yep and still has St. T on the schedule yep of the Central Illinois teams and uh, St. T is not on the FEM schedule this no, year it so. Is not. so with that being said Travis this is kind of my overall ponder while we look at the CIC as a whole, Travis, and that is, as you said, it's down to six. How big is the gap between the big three and the rest of the field? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, that's what this conference comes down to. Right. I don't yeah. think there's any argument to that. Mm-hmm. It's just how big of a gap is there. Right, yeah. And also, I didn't realize, I almost forgot about this until I started doing research for the show, but uh, since it's down to six teams, that's the minimum number of mm-hmm. teams you have to have for a conference uh, recognized by the IHSA. And it was announced earlier this year that starting next fall in 2024, they're going to combine with the Heart of Illinois Conference yes, to form a buzzword super conference 17 team super conference currently right now the heart of illinois conference is separated in large and small schools right. uh, divisions yes and this new conference what i would like to call the central heart of illinois conference ah. for next season uh that's only going to be football only right, uh, right. there uh but it's going to have at least eight teams in the division obviously with 17 teams it's going to mm-hmm. be one's going to be lopsided uh, than the other uh, there, but 17 team super conference next year. So this is the last year of the CIC. And I think it's going to be large, medium, small, but don't quote me on that. Yeah. Uh, the Heart of Illinois Conference has teams like Eureka, El Paso, Grinley, Tremont, Downs Tri Valley, Colfax, Ridgeview, and Deer Creek on the larger school side. And on the smaller school side, Fieldcrest, uh, Gibson City, Melvin Shipley, Hayworth, Leroy, and Fisher. Mm-hmm. Fisher back in the uh, sauce this season as yeah. they took off last year uh, due to having some low numbers in their program. But the Bunnies are back ready to go this season and we'll look forward to seeing them in the playoffs with Cumberland. <laughs> and uh you know th- that's why a lot of these teams we'll talk about travis are facing teams that are in 
yeah. part of Illinois Conference, kind of getting a first look at them. Right, yeah, the partnership has already started yep. and already underway with a lot of teams facing off uh, on that I mean, side of the football well. as well. Get, get, get yeah. a look at them. Right, yeah, because the schedule has been difficult here with only six teams, so that means you need to find a lot of uh, non-conference opponents Mm -hmm. uh, there. Shelbyville, they had to go over in the metro area on the Missouri side to fill out their schedule uh, this year. So that's one of the advantages of doing this super conference uh, Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically, it's almost like a closed conference there. Maybe you either a closed conference on that division side or uh, you only have to find one non-conference opponent uh, there from that perspective. And KS has already uh, started here for the uh, CIC in the way of scheduling as uh, I put up on my radar uh, by Pinckneyville. Uh, They're looking for a new week two opponent because Sparta, uh, they have decided that they are not going to have a varsity season Mm. uh, this year. And they're on the schedule of Macon Meridian. So uh, Macon Meridian, the Hawks are already searching for a new week three opponent there with uh, Sparta not having a varsity season. Uh, Sparta still plans on playing a JV schedule, but just not a varsity uh, schedule, unfortunately, uh, there for uh, that season. Let's take a look at what happened in this conference last year. Of course, uh, St. T ran the table, and uh, they did exactly what you would want in your last year. Yep. Legendary coach Mark Ramsey won the state championship. They're the reigning defending to a state champs, and he retired. Yep. So uh, Brett Miller is actually going to take over there as the head coach of uh, St. T and ILL, baby. He was a former Illini linebacker. Yep, he also right. played in the league a little bit. Yep. He's defensive coordinator there for the Bulldogs, but he's going to be taking over there for uh, Coach Ramsey. So, uh, again, the only team that has them on the schedule this year for the CIC is Central A&M. Uh, Shelbyville, they finished in second place last year as they had one of their best seasons in school history. Their only regular season loss was to St. T, and uh, they – uh, had a disappointing loss in the playoffs, got upset in round number one by Belleville Altoff Catholic. Uh, but Shelbyville looking to do good things here as uh, Brody uh, Bame is uh, back under center. And uh, the defense was underrated. I know the offense got a lot of shine last year, but I, I thought the defense was great for the Rams and special teams was great. But mm-hmm. uh, Ty Brock, Brockbill uh, is going to be a big loss for them. He was a senior that graduated. Uh, they're one of uh, Brody's favorite targets uh, there on the outside. But Shelbyville is going to have a lot of motivation after that uh, early first-round exit last year. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I saw the Shelbyville team in person last year take on Cumberland. Hey, and they destroyed Cumberland in week one. So uh, this Shelbyville team last year was good. Can they repeat that success? Like I said, one of the best years in school history. And, Travis, I have a headline for the Rams. Are you ready? Okay. Because, I, I, you know, how I do this. Uh-huh. Can the Rams break through and win their first conference title? They have never won a conference title in football. Hmm. At least as back as far as IHSA records show, which is back to the year 1999. They have never won a conference title. Hmm. I thought I saw second. They've been third. They've had some good years, but they always had St. T and Tuscola, Tuscola yeah. right there on top of them. So they can yeah. never kind of get that. Yeah, it was a big deal last year. They beat Tuscola pretty good, and that was the first time in a long time that they beat him there. I thought I saw on uh, another 
place I saw. Uh, that was like 1992 was could've, the last time. Been. But could've yeah, been. like you said, 1999. I looked back all the way to 99. That's as far as IHSA would let me go. Gotcha. Uh, Tuscola, they were in a third as the Warriors program is back to being Tuscola of old. Uh, they were back in the playoffs and they got all the way to the third round. So uh, they went the second furthest in the CIC uh, last year. And uh, Jordan Quinn coming back, still having uh, nightmares from basketball. Uh, seeing him draining threes, uh, but he's the quarterback uh, there, and it's the last dance uh, for him mm. uh, there. And I'm, of course, not expecting Tuscola to go uh, anywhere uh, this season. No, they're still going to be, as I said, my headline for them, Warriors still fighting to be top dogs. And uh, they also got some new upgrades there at Tuscola as well, new bleachers and a new giant scoreboard All right. as well going to be installed. One of the biggest scoreboards in central Illinois there at Tuscola. Uh, central A&M, uh, no postseason magic for the Raiders last year. They were bounced in the first round uh, to a team that I'm familiar with on the basketball side, Assessor Valier. And uh, they had three losses in the regular season, and they were to the other top three teams in the uh, CIC. Uh, this year, they got a ton of seniors returning for Coach Weekly, and also a normal offseason for this team uh, as well. They've had a, a lot of uh, difficulties, uh, both on uh, on the field and off the field for Central A&M, uh, but this year is normal uh, for them, so that's good from their perspective for A&M. Yes, but here's a, a bad thing for A&M, Travis. Based on records from last year, they have the toughest schedule of those top three teams. Uh, the, hmm. Their schedule's 45 and 44 as far as records for last year go, whereas Shelbyville 40 and 39 and Tuscola 40 and 46. So 45 win teams they are facing uh, based off of last year's records. Yeah, they have uh, Leroy in week one and Carthage Illini West to yes. close out the season. And, and let me let me you know Carthage was and four and five. Leroy was three and six last year. It's the 14 wins from Saint Saint Thomas from la- or Saint Saint T, Saint T from yeah. last year that kind of sways that into the extreme because yeah. Shelbyville and Tuscola do not have them on their schedule. Yeah, right. In uh, uh, Clinton, uh, they uh, could not overcome a brutal four-week stretch to the other top teams in the conference. They did close out the season winning three in a row, though, so that's got to give the Maroons confidence into uh, this season. Yeah, except for when you look at weeks two, three, and four, Travis, with Downstry Valley 11-3 and three last year, Eureka 8-3 and three last year, and Central A&M 6-4. All yeah. three were playoff teams. Then you get Macon, and then you get Tuscola. Yeah, and then also closing out the season against Pontiac, and they have about a 200-kid enrollment advantage, does uh, Pontiac. Yeah, but they were only 1-8 last year. Yeah. So I, 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 I – We'll, we'll talk more about <laughs> about Clinton. Uh, Warrensburg Latham, uh, they uh, made the playoffs in 17, 18, and 19, but they've missed out on the last couple. Uh, the Cardinals went 5-4 and four to just 2-7 and seven last year. They won the first two weeks against Lincoln Prairie Conference teams, Argenta and Sagamon Valley, and then they dropped the next seven in a row for Warrensburg. So uh, tough from going from five and four, mm-hmm. just missing out on the playoffs. That's well documented here on the show two years ago yep. to just two wins last year. Yeah, and I don't think it gets much easier for them. Yeah, unfortunately. They are facing five playoff teams from last year on their schedule. Mm. In yeah. Downs, Tri-Valley, Shelbyville, Central A&M, Tuscola, and Chester. Yeah, Chester closing yep. out the season. Yep. 
on the road for them. So, uh, and then the team that uh, finished the last in the uh, CIC last year, that was uh, Macon Meridian. Uh, they had a five and four playoff appearance two seasons ago, uh, but last year was back to more of the same for this football program. Mm -hmm. And they were only one and eight. Their only win was week three against Warrensburg Latham. And in the weeks of week four through seven, they didn't score a single point in yep. those four games. So uh, the Hawks only one and eight. And Travis, I don't last. have it going much better for them. Um, I They have the least amount of wins of anyone that they're facing. They only have 39 combined wins the teams are facing this year from last year. But that number is skewed because you have Sparta, who they're not playing now. Yep. And you have Fisher, who only played five games and then decided to drop the program. So, yeah. and we know Fisher is a much better team than that. So, uh, I think that number is a little misleading. I don't have it going much better for Macon uh, this year than last year. Right, and I have seen stuff on Twitter that they have added some uh, transfers, at least on the uh, basketball side of things. I don't mm -hmm. know if they have any um, coming on the football side, but... Uh, yeah, I don't see it going much better uh, for Macon either. And here's my thing if I'm Macon, and, and that is that, Travis, I'm a little concerned. Because as you said, there's you know going to be 17 teams in the Super Conference next year. Mm -hmm. If I can't perform, what's to say that I'm not dropped to make it an even 3-3-3? Three, three, and three? Or 6-6-6, six, six, yeah. six, I should say. Yeah, because you know that the, that overall the conference is going to want to get rid of someone to make it even to get it even. You hate having unbalanced in a conference and make it on the football side because that's all we're talking about with this conference thing is football yep. has not been performing as well as some of the other schools. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, uh, week one matchups uh, for the teams. Uh, Clinton, they're going to be hosting uh, Tremont. Uh, Macon Meridian, they're going to be hosting El Paso. Uh, Grinley, Central A&M, uh, they're going to be at Leroy. Shelbyville, uh, they are going to be uh, at Newton. Uh, Tuscola, they are going to take on St. Beattie, and that's going to be a neutral site game as that's going to be uh, taking place at Illinois Wesleyan University. And Warrensboro Latham starts off the uh, season against Downs. Tri-Valley uh, there for next Friday night mm -hmm. uh, there. So uh, we'll be taking a look at uh, those uh, matchups uh, next week. And uh, let's uh, step away for our final break, and then we'll come back to uh, reveal where we think and who's going to win the uh, CIC according to the uh, starting lineup coming up next here to close it out. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. With summer coming to an end and the children back in school, it's time for our model clearance sale here at Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota in Effingham. Time to move out existing inventory to make room for more coming in. We have Silverado Trucks, the number one selling retail full-size truck, discounted thousands of dollars, plus finance rates as low as 1.9%, plus trade-in bonus cash. And do we need your trade-in? You'll save more at Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota, South Route 45 in Effingham or danheck.com online. And now, 
This is like Christmas morning. Everybody has a chance. It is opening day. Baseball is back. We've waited since the last out was made in that World Series, and it's finally here. There's a reason why I haven't talked yet. and I think opening day is overrated. The starting lineup. Oh, boy. I enjoy the final day of the season more than opening day. Four. And I'm not saying it's not an exciting day, but... There's 162 more games ahead of us. Like, this is the first one. This is first one back after months. It's just a great day for baseball to be back. Sorry, I, I don't feel the same way. I don't know what's unbelievable else to say. here on the, one of the most exciting days in sports, and it's overrated. To me, it this is. This has got to be a joke. No, right? No, we're getting punked on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. We're only here on 98.9 for just a, a smidge, a bit a longer, but uh, stick around. We got more stuff to uh, talk about in the uh, podcast. Been a while as we started the show with. It's been a while since us two have been together here on the show, so we got still a lot more to uh, talk about uh, coming up in the uh, podcast. So make sure you download that on your favorite uh, uh, platforms, iTunes, Spotify, and check it out on the website as well, fmradio.com. All right, uh, we uh, just got done uh, talking about uh, the uh, Central Illinois uh, Conference, uh, running through uh, some headlines and running uh, through the uh, last year's performances. Let's get to who do we think is going to win the Central Illinois Conference this season. And let's first start off from the bottom and let's go up to who our champion is. Okay. So, uh, who do you got in the bottom? I have Macon finishing sixth. I have him going one and eight on the year. That one win was Sparta. So even that I'm questioning. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. I have him going one and eight this year. Uh, yeah, so I have them going at two and seven, and so I would uh, agree with that. I think they're going to uh, finish last here uh, for the Hawks. But like I said, maybe they're having some transfers coming in that I don't know about. So maybe, maybe they might be better than, than what I'm giving them credit for. Uh, all right, who you got next? Next I have Warrensburg. Uh, I have Warrensburg finishing at two and seven, um, and, and that's about it. I have them beating um, Sherrod. Uh, and making back-to-back weeks, weeks three and four, as those two teams last year were combined two and sixteen. So I have I have Warrensburg winning those two games, and that's it. Yeah, that uh, brutal closing stretch there with yes. Shelbyville, A and M, Tuscola, and Chester, even as well, and Sandwich Clinton in yeah. there too. So uh, I also you can just mix match here with Warrensburg yes. and uh, Clinton. Yes. Uh, but I would uh, have Clinton in the spot. I have them going three and six uh, on the season, getting that first win against Tremont and also mm-hmm. wins against Macon uh, there and Warrensburg. But uh, that's why I would have them ahead of Warrensburg. So, yeah, I have at four, I have Clinton um, with wins against Tremont, Macon, um, Warrensburg, and Pontiac. 
to end the season. So I have Clinton for four wins this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they got last year, so not yep. out of the realm yep. of possibility uh, there. And all right, it's who we thought it would be in the top three here with uh, A&M and Tuscola and uh, Shelbyville. Yep. Where do we see them uh, finishing here? I got Central A&M at third, uh, six and three, making the playoffs. Uh, losses to St. T, Tuscola, and Shelbyville. So I have them beating Leroy Marshall. Those should be easy wins, I think. Clinton as well, Warrensburg, Macon, and then Carth- Cartridge. Could be a dogfight to end the season, but I think uh, Central A&M will get the win there. Right, yeah, with a lot of seniors uh, this season for uh, Coach Weekly, I also have them at a 6-3 and three, uh, as well, falling to a St. T, Tuscola, and a Shelbyville as mm-hmm. well. So... Uh, all right, top two here. I have Shelbyville at two. Ooh. I have Shelbyville at two, six and three. Um, I have them taking losses to Eureka, eight and three, Tuscola, nine and three last year, and then that Nashville game to end the season. It's a coin flip. I think is, Nashville yeah. will get the win um, in, in that one uh, because it's at Nashville. So that's why I give Shelbyville second at six and three. Yeah, the wild card there for uh, the Rams is that Missouri game uh, against Roosevelt in week three. That's going to be on a Saturday. They went three and seven last year. I don't think you have much to worry about uh, there. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, but I also have the Rams in second place, uh, unfortunately. Uh, I do have them going seven and two, though, uh, and uh, losses against Nashville and Eureka. Uh the only two there, though. Oh, yeah, I'm beating Tuscola. Mm-hmm. Well, I yep. have Tuscola at one. Um, I have them finishing seven and two. I have losses out of the gate. I, I think St. Beattie will, will give Tuscola a game uh, in that week one. And then I also have them losing to Farmington um, as well for Tuscola. But basically, Travis, once they get past Central A&M in week five, I mean, you have Clinton, Macon, Warrensburg, and then Oblong to end the year. Yeah. That is an easy stretch to finish out the year. OPH, the, for sure. Yes. Uh, I would agree with that. So uh, I have uh, Tuscola going a 7-2 as well at the top of the uh, conference. And I also have them losing to uh, Farmington mm-hmm. uh, as well and then uh, losing to uh, Shelbyville. Uh, as well but uh they would technically share the conference but we recognize whoever wins head to head and so um it would go to shelbyville i guess if I'm, see, in mine, I'm saying they have a better record and they beat shelbyville so yeah so i guess maybe yeah you'd have you'd have, I'd have shelbyville you'd have shelbyville winning yeah thanks <laughs> I just, for correcting yourself. i just uh i just put that together there thanks for following along <laughs> <laughs> I just put that We're together. Rusty. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, first show back uh, there. So first conference is out of the way for the uh, CIC uh, coming up on the uh, program. We're going to be hitting up on the uh, South Central uh, tomorrow. That's the plan. And then uh, the Little Illini on Monday, on a Tuesday, the uh, Lincoln Prairie, and Wednesday, uh, we got the Apollo coming at you there. That's the uh, update of the schedule uh, there for you coming up here on the starting lineup but that's going to do a hero for us back on in the air and we're going to turn things over back to a espn radio and uh check us out in the uh, podcast download that wherever you find your favorite pods and we will talk to you tomorrow for more high school football previews thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 the game Ha, 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 ha.
Welcome back in and welcome into overtime of the uh, start in a lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here with you. And we got stuff to uh, clean up from uh, Sports Center. We got the return of this date in uh, sports history. And uh, we got some NASCAR news as well. So, uh, been a good little minute since we've been on the program talking about uh, NASCAR together. So, yes. Uh, we'll explore what you got there. So, uh, First, before we get to this date in sports history, NASCAR, let's get to uh, some uh, Sports Center that we need to clean up. Yeah, let's clean up uh, some Sports Center because I'm sure one of these is going to lead us into a, a rant, and we'll talk oh, about boy. that here in just a little <laughs> bit. Uh, Buccaneers are losing a key piece of their receiving corps for the entirety of the 2023 season. ESPN reports that Tampa Bay wide receiver Russell Gage suffered a season-ending knee injury during Wednesday's joint practice with the Jets. Gage was carted off the field following the non-contact injury, centering his second season with Tampa Bay following four years with the Falcons. The Tennessee Titans are holding their breath on a key offensive piece as Traylon Burks was carted off the field during the team's joint practice with the Vikings in Ingen, Minnesota on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Burks caught a deep pass from Ryan Tannehill and tumbled awkwardly into the end zone. Um, I believe they it's been reported that's a sprained LCL and he's going to miss a few weeks. But luckily, just a sprain, you'll take that over you know Ooh. a rupture or a break or something like that. Yeah. West Virginia former men's basketball coach is entering a diversion program for his drunk driving arrest. Bob Huggins will undergo an alcohol treatment course and is on a one-year probation period. However, the length could be knocked down to six months if he passes the program along with meeting other conditions. 69-year-old was taken into custody back in June after police say he was blocking traffic in Pittsburgh and registered a blood alcohol content more than twice the legal limit. <laughs> so... There's that. Uh, United States women's national team is on the search for a new head coach. As ESPN reports, their coach, uh, Andovsky, has stepped down as manager following the team's round of 16 exit from the World Cup. An announcement from U.S. Soccer Federation confirming his exit as manager is expected to come today. The 46-year-old won 51 games leading the U.S. women's team, but won a combined 3-2-5 and five in major tournaments during his tenure. The report adds that current assistant coach Tawilla Kilgore will step in as the team's interim coach. And Travis, mm. I haven't had a chance to talk about this. Yeah. What a pitiful performance from Team yeah, USA. Yeah, I know. And I was going to mention it, and I kept forgetting, and I wish I would have, the ads that they were running before the World Cup started saying, yeah. how do you stop Team USA? They're going to go, how are they? They're the greatest. And it's like, I, I saw that <laughs> ad and I immediately was like, don't be doing this. You're just going to make yourself look silly. Yeah, and set us up for failure. You look silly. It's kind of like the one, I think it was Reebok, yeah. who had the uh, Olympian who was going to do the decathlon, and then he didn't even qualify for the Olympics, but they had this whole ad campaign behind him in like the early 90s. Right. It just sets yourself up to fail. Yeah, they had you the... You can't call yourself the greatest ever before something happens. Yeah, but that's always trouble. Uh, we know from other sports and entertainment there, but uh, we had to go back in time to potentially uh, have them play other sports growing up. That's yes. how we stopped USA, but little did we know, it just takes this year's World Cup. Yeah, it just takes not playing. It was weird, man. Yeah. Like, I didn't see a whole lot of coverage for the World Cup, and uh, USA just did bad, and they barely survived uh, to the round of 16, and then they got bounced early on. Yeah. Not up to our usual standards, at least on the women's side of yes. things. We stink in uh, the the men's, side, men's yeah. World Cup, but we barely make it men's. We were hoping to have another World Cup. I think it's our worst finish on the women's side. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but 
uh, it was just a weird World Cup. Well, Travis, it's not over yet as the final match <laughs> is set for the Women's World Cup as England took down Australia 3-1 in Sydney. So that's where they'll wait Spain in the final on Sunday morning. Neither England nor Spain has ever made it to a Women's World Cup finale. England's best result was third place, finishing Canada back in 2015. The teams do have history as England beat Spain last July en route to the Lionesses' first European continental title. Kickoff for the final match is Sunday at 6 a.m. Eastern. Hmm. So there you go. At least we're going to get a first-time winner. That's a good thing, right? I guess so, yeah. All right. Now it's time to be divisive, Travis. Are you ready? Oh, boy. The Big 12 uh-huh. is limiting how many new teams will be joining the conference. The league commissioner, Brett Yormick, said on Wednesday that the Big 12 won't add Gonzaga and UConn. Said talks were held with both schools, but ended after the Big 12 added former Pac-12 schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado. The Big 12 was active in expansion talks after Oklahoma and Texas announced they would be joining the SEC earlier this year. The commissioner would also say, quote, he believes the Big 12 is the deepest conference for football and is the number one conference for basketball. Ooh. Travis. I think, we, I, I think we would tend to disagree with him. Yeah, I think on the basketball side, uh, for sure, I think the uh, Big Ten has something to say about that. But let's start with the first thing, the deepest conference for football. No, <laughs> yeah, that's no. the SEC. Yeah. I mean, as much as we all hate the SEC, when you talk yeah. depth and you talk of good teams, the SEC right. is full of good teams. Even their bad teams are still decent. Yeah. Yeah, come on, man. So I don't even think you believe. Sorry, that. Arizona, Arizona State are not gonna move a lot of needles when it comes to football. No, no, when it comes to football. No. Now basketball. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten says hello. Exactly. Yeah. The ACC most years say hello. Right. I mean, yeah. lately it's been down. I'll give you that. Yeah, lately. But usually you're gonna have your. You know, your Dukes, your North Carolina. Virginia. Virginia. Uh, Notre Dame is in the ACC. Mm-hmm. I think that that's better than a lot of the – now, with Arizona, Arizona State, maybe you can make an argument there, adding to the Big 12. Yeah, and you could have definitely made an argument if you added UConn and Gonzaga to the basketball side. And that is what I'm – now – roading off into Travis are those two schools looking for conferences yeah I've heard Gonzaga trying to look for a a new conference because the haters always say they don't play anybody that would be me looking at you my friend (laughs) so so Travis and I was talking about this with uh with a friend of mine off air not named Travis and what yeah I know weird right um is there going to be an opening in the Big Ten based on all this Northwestern issues? Mm. I think the Big Ten's all full up, right? Not if they kick out Northwestern. Which, considering all of the bad press they're getting, mm-hmm. and that they don't give you much on the off on, on the field. You just want to find a reason to get rid of Northwestern. You've been trying that for years on the show. That's true. But in this instance, they did it to themselves. They did, yeah, with their football program. 
Is there any way Travis Gonzaga joins the Big Ten? Mm. Uh, or, or is someone like Stanford more likely to join the Big Ten? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, some administrators would love to add a Stanford mm-hmm. to the Big Ten just for academic purposes. Especially if you're getting rid of Northwestern. Yeah, well, I mean, they kind of balance out. They're both good on academics. Right, that's what I'm saying. If you're Because Stanford's more yeah. known academically than Gonzaga is. Gonzaga is mm-hmm. a Yeah, and usually pure... Stanford has a good women's yes. program. Yes. Out of those two options... And I'll throw UConn in there, Travis. If we were to kick out Northwestern, which one of those three teams would you want? Which ones? Yeah. Which one's the three? Stanford, Gonzaga, UConn. Mm. Man. I mean, just from a basketball perspective, it would be tough, but I'd love to see Gonzaga, but they're already underachieving the March Madness anyways. Right. The only mm. thing that's holding up – to me, would be football. Do you have to be a football program? Have a football program in order to join the Big Ten? Yeah, unfortunately, with the conference realignment, that's what the driving force is yeah. in football. So I think I, I think that would kick out Gonzaga and yeah. UConn because neither one of them have a D1 program. I think UConn might, but might. I know Gonzaga doesn't know. But if, if everything that's driving all this is football, I think you'd have to go Stanford. Yeah, because they have the better lineage. Mm-hmm. But yeah. to me, I think the Big Ten shouldn't be looking at it from a football perspective. They should look at it from a basketball perspective. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what you do, if you're the Big Ten, I'm sorry, Big Ten, you're not going to be the SEC. No matter what you do, you're not going to be the SEC. No. You're not going to have that passionate of fan base for your football. Because we're basketball schools. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have your Ohio States, and yes, you have your Michigan, and you have your Wisconsin that kind of are football programs. Yeah, Penn State. Penn State. But other than those four schools, the rest of them are basketball schools. Even new Big Ten schools that I don't consider Big Ten schools, (laughs) Rutgers, Maryland, they're basketball programs. Yeah. More than football. Nebraska's a nothing program. <laughs> it used to be football. Now it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's welcoming the new teams into the Big Ten Conference and right. UCLA. They are more historically basketball, mm-hmm. uh, but they do have a couple times. good good years in football. <laughs> USC definitely is uh, football-centric. Yeah. Uh, uh, there, and let's not forget Oregon. Washington and Oregon kind of yep. be jumping on, but Oregon, just their brand yes. in football is where it's at there, and Washington, well, I don't know what they're known for. I was going to say, I came to the realization, Travis, that means we're going to get conference games on that awesome wood-designed uh, floor out there in Oregon. Yeah. With the little trees in it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Coming I soon. Watching games on that. Mm-hmm. Coming soon. You'll have to get used to it with a Big Ten logo on <laughs> uh, the court. <laughs> yeah, don't like it. It's going to be new to get hey, used to. Did you want to talk U of I basketball, or you want to save that? Eh, I mean, it's fresh, so uh, it seems like they had a good 
good trip over in Spain. Oh, I was saying that they announced their non-conference schedule. Oh, and the schedule. non-conference schedule, too, yeah. Um, we already knew the Tennessee game and uh, FAU in uh, MSG. That's our uh, first there. away game, Travis, is that FAU game in December. That's right, December. Yeah, yeah we have a lot of home games. Yes, and you know what kicks it off, not, not counting the exhibition game, Travis? EIU. November 6th, EIU, yes. Mm-hmm. Then we get Oakland on the 10th, Marquette on the 14th, Valpo the 17th, Southern on the 19th. That's just Southern, not Southern Illinois, by the way. Uh, November 24th, Western Illinois, and November 27th, Colgate. Before the 5th, Florida Atlantic, which I am so waiting for. If I can get Travis tickets to that somehow, I I would get you tickets, Travis, to New York. Yeah, I'm in. Madison Square Garden, let's go. I I, want to see you there on the court when FAU (laughs) beats Illinois. Never. Then Tennessee on the 9th, Missouri, the 22nd for bragging rights at the Enterprise Center. And then Fairleigh Dickinson on the 29th back at home. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the Big Ten schedule to be determined. Yep. We know who we're playing at home and away. Oh, well, yeah. But other than that, that's... That's right. it right now. So, yeah. So, uh, from an area perspective, going to be uh, uh, tipping it off against uh, EIU, yep. uh, Western, uh, as well Valpo, uh-huh. I guess, or Indiana. So, uh, Marquette. That's a early season yeah. game that you want to pencil in in Champaign on November fourteenth. So, looking yep. forward to that one. And segueing, Travis. Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up that we have U of I football tickets that we will be giving away soon. Ooh, nice. So hot off the presses were those tickets. So hot off the presses. Be love on it. the lookout for those. Love it. Love me some Illinois uh, football. Getting very excited uh, for the upcoming uh, season uh, coming up here really soon against Toledo. Night game. Yep. Coming yep. at you first game. So how yep. about that? Yeah, I like it. <sighs> it's going to be here here soon. Here soon, yes. What did you uh, – we haven't discussed this on the program. Uh-huh. What did you think about the new football uniforms? Haven't seen them. Haven't seen them. Well, okay. Sorry. Uh, people say they look like Syracuse. Oh. Hmm. I, I've seen them in person, and uh, I, I dig them. Well, I'll take your word for it, because everyone knows my fashion sense is awful. So, Well, I'm a Illinois homer, so I think well, I would true. love it any, anyways. No, you wouldn't like it if they were like all blue. Like the dark blue. With like an orange stripe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some people weren't a oh fan yeah, of I the, s- I did see the stripe on the I'm shoulder pads. I'm fine with them. I think they look I super mean, if, clean in person. And the orange ones that they're selling as well, uh, even though they aren't here on the models right, right. that were unveiled, but uh, the orange ones look pretty sweet. If that's what you're going to get upset about, you know, calm down because again, but but Syracuse, but but where's uh, the chief? See, people are like, nope, don't like it. Where's the chief? Well, then don't show up. If it doesn't have the chief on it, I don't like it. Then don't show up and quit supporting <laughs> Illinois. 
go support some other go support some other school then if that's what you're gonna get upset about <laughs> go cry a river to someone who cares because we're here to hopefully just watch finding a something team. to complain about because again as i've said and i will continue to say illinois if you want to win the big 10 if you want to be in that big 10 championship game this is the year yeah after this it gets a heck of a lot harder tougher for sure so if you're gonna do it this is the year to do it so let's mm-hmm. all show up let's all support illinois and let's try to get to Indy. Yeah. I'm in. We almost got there last year. I like how that's my goal. Like, that's my goal. To get to Indy. Not win it. Just to, just get, to get there. there. I just want to get there, Travis. Yeah, it's all about baby steps. Baby steps. That's right. Program. And then we can set our sights higher. You know You know what I do think about those jerseys? Mm-hmm. I think Fagan's going to look good running down the field in them. Yes. Ah. Yes. Ah. I love that. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So, very good news that you popped up on there. Yes. That I didn't know about. Yes. Very good. All righty. All right. So, uh, before we get to this date and uh, also NASCAR, yeah. uh, the NFL preseason week yes. two begins yep. tonight. Yep. Browns-Eagles. Yeah. On NFL Network. So, All right. <laughs> Hooray for preseason football. Now, Travis, I haven't had a chance to ask you. Have you already done your fantasy draft? Are you good to go? Uh, yeah. So I'm in a uh, dynasty league. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so we just so draft rookies. In. Yeah. So I'm, I'm locked in already, and I'm not doing any other fantasy drafts. Yeah. All right, fantasy leagues. I'm only in one. Me not. Me me neither. I, I won the title, and then I, I quit. <laughs> You're tired. Yeah. It Still would, have uh, that title. It would help if the league didn't go defunct. I know. So, Bears. What can you do? What can you do? Bears and Justin Fields look good. They did. DJ Moore, first touch. Yeah. All the it's way a to tutty. The house. Yeah. Get excited there in Chicago. Yeah, it's preseason. I'm not getting <laughs> that excited. Oh, uh, people were hyped. Oh, I know the people were hyped. People were hyped. I just want to know where we're going to be playing football in three years. That's where I want to know. <laughs> That's all he That'd wants to know. That'd get me hyped. We're going to be in Rockford, Schaumburg, Naperville, still in Chicago. What about that land we bought? Yeah. Are we just gonna, what, what are we doing with that now? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know. Some answers there would be beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll focus on the field. Yeah. Let's start there. Uh, the Colts on the field are going to reportedly going to be uh, trotting out Anthony Richardson yeah, in week one as the starter. QB1 as a rookie. Good, Good luck, luck Rook. Yes. And the uh, Rams lost the Battle of L.A. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I know that probably messed with you mentally. Oh, yeah. Stetson Bennett, the future. I, I was going to say, because we haven't announced it anywhere yet, so I'll announce it here. Uh, we are not airing Colts football this season. What? So, yep. No Colts football. No. So if you were tuning in to WCRA to hear the Indianapolis Colts, you did not hear it. We are mm. not hearing it. So wow. But we will still give you recaps every Monday of what the Colts do, uh, and there may be some Colts games that we're trying to to find ways to put on ninety nine the game. So hmm. we're there trying our best, but mm. I just didn't want to deceive anybody into thinking that you know we were going to be airing them. We're not yeah. airing Colts football this season. Mm. So. That's definitely a, a big a change uh, yes. for us around here, for but sure. a good change. Yeah. A good change. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. it. 
All right, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, move on and uh, let's get to NASCAR before this date. Okay, NASCAR, just a couple of things. Uh, first of all, um, Michael McDowell won the, the Indianapolis Road Course this weekend, and uh, he needed that win. That punches his ticket to the playoffs, and uh, we're shaping up for a great playoff battle um, with just two races left. We'll talk more about that tomorrow yeah. when we do our, our pickums and stuff. Right. He, he dominated that race. He did. And we'll yeah. talk about more. Yes. Um, Travis, the countdown has begun. NASCAR Arcade Rush was revealed yesterday. It's going to launch September 15th. This is a new video game coming out from NASCAR. Hmm. Now, the last NASCAR video game was released in 2021, and it was awful. By awful, I mean, like, the worst game ever. <laughs> well documented. It was, it was the done show. by Motorsports Games. It was so bad that they went back and made DLC for NASCAR Heat 5, which was the game before the game that Motorsports Games made. They didn't even make the NASCAR Heat game, but they released DLC for that game because fans were would rather play that that's like <laughs> four years old than the game that they released. Wow. That's what you want, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. So this, if you are wanting that simulation type of game to really dive in, this is not what you're getting. Do mm. not get your hopes up. This is, as they said, it is... Uh, Get your first look at the action now with new gameplay revealed trailer showcasing heart-pumping competition, wildly reimagined spins on iconic real-world tracks, and high-speed NASCAR excitement like you've never seen before. Hmm. Experience the real-world NASCAR tracks like Talladega, Daytona, Darlington, Martinsville, Homestead, and more in all new ways that will thrill your imagination and deliver a new level of playability within the vaunted NASCAR video game franchise, a.k.a. it's not gonna be that it's reimagining these tracks which is what you want right yeah thank you for that word word salad there plus a full array of vehicles spanning 75 years of stock car racing history and horsepower Ooh, yeah <laughs> includes a career mode quick race and time attack and you can take your friends on in thrilling head-to-head -head local multiplayer or race rivals around the world in 12 player online multiplayer that's right only 12 people hmm so, yeah, this is – they have been teasing for weeks. NASCAR game announcement. Get mm -hmm. ready. NASCAR game announcement. And everyone was getting so excited. And instead, it is just this pile of monkey poop. Mm. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. This game, Travis, is not being made by Motorsports Games. No. Their license has been null and voided because they were not fulfilling their end. So, the NASCAR license is open now to anyone who can get it. Mm. So, right now, NASCAR games are not set with such as Madden and EA Sports. EA Sports are the only people who can make NFL games. Yeah. NASCAR now is free and open to anybody. Mm. There have been talks of EA Sports getting back into NASCAR, which is what they've done in the past. Mm -hmm. I strongly hope that doesn't happen. What I hope is that it goes to Monster Games, which are the people behind iRacing. Mm. I think they would do so the that's best pretty job. Successful. Yes, of maintaining a simulation type of game. Now they can keep this arcade baloney if you want to race that, but if you want real simulation style racing, let's have it be with Monster Games. They, I think, would be the best ones to handle it. 
Mm. So that's the, the first bit of NASCAR news. The second, which I just found out this morning, and I'm actually really excited about this, Travis, is in celebration of the 75th anniversary, mm-hmm. NASCAR is introducing a new way for fans to explore its rich racing history well into the future. As NASCAR Classics, NASCAR.com slash classics, is live and is offering free ad-free viewing of more than 1,000 full race replays, condensed broadcasts, and recap packages spanning eight decades of speed in the NASCAR Cup Series. And it starts with their top 75 greatest races. Mm. This unranked collection, selected by the sanctioning body, showcases some of the most exciting on-track action and important milestones through NASCAR's first 75 years, bookended by the 1951 Motor City 250 in Michigan. Mm. All the way up to last year's Ross Chastain's Hail Melon move. And everything in between. Hmm. But you can also just go to this website and look up different years and different drivers. And it will take you to that race. And then you click on the race and it has timelines. So you can go to just specific parts of the race. You don't have to watch the whole thing. But if you want to watch the whole thing, you can, which I think is awesome. Like, I'm right now on my... For free. Wow. For free. That is kind of cool. I mean, it's it's awesome. So, I, I right now, I am pulling up Talladega 2000, the fall Talladega race, which is Dale Earnhardt's last race. And as you can see, it is, it is starting. You don't have to register for anything. You don't have to be a part of... NASCAR.com or anything like that. And if you click on timeline, it will tell you through this little scroll bar, the start of the race, the first caution, restart, second caution, restart, and tell you wow. all these things, final lap, checkered flag, victory lane interview, run, you know, runner-up interviews, all kinds of the different interviews. That is great. That yeah, is cool. And so this, that was just this 2000 Talladega race is just one of the top 75. Mm-hmm. But if I went to year... And let's say I did 2000 to 2009. Now, it does take it a minute to load, so I, I will give it that. It's it's not super fast, but it Depending just came on live your computer this and internet speed. <laughs> it has almost every race from the year 2000 all the way through. So you could that literally cool. sit here and watch an entire season for free. Now, some of these are the full broadcast, some are condensed, and some are just recap packages that aren't the full race. Mm. But here's my thing, Travis, and, and this is why I thought it was important to brought this up, bring this up. This is something that NFL doesn't have, NHL doesn't have, NBA doesn't have, MLB doesn't have for free. For free, yeah. You can't go back and look at the World Series from 1995 or the home run chase of 98 or – Anything like that. You can't go back and watch the Super Bowl from a couple years ago if you wanted to for free. Mm-hmm. Now, if you sign up for something, you can. Yeah. I think this is absolutely a great call from NASCAR. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you can even just search by track. If I just wanted to watch even races, I've tracks I've never heard of. Bridgehampton Raceway. The Chicago Street Course is on here, Travis. You just want to relive the yes. Chicago Street Course from last, yes. last couple of months ago. You can do that. All right. I think that this is a great call by NASCAR. Yeah. I think they're ahead of the curve. Hmm. 
By offering and all those, it free. And all those details, too, of, you know, first caution yeah. and all the bullet points. So, again, and it, and it has little things about what caused the caution. What what was the accident? So, if you just wanted to go through and look at, you know, maybe you're looking up a specific accident. Maybe you were listening back in the archives and you wanted to hear my top 75 moments in NASCAR history. And you just wanted to go through and do every one. You can do that now by searching this. Mm-hmm. And... If I was to put in, I won't do Dale Earnhardt because that's a little obvious, but if I was to put in Travis Tony Stewart in the search bar, yeah, it'll bring up all the races Tony Stewart won. And in fact, it'll bring up all the races Tony, yeah, all the races Tony Stewart has has won. Hmm. And you can go back and watch every one of those races. Or if you wanted to watch Dale Earnhardt. It'll bring up every one of Dale Earnhardt's wins, and you can go back and watch it all the way back to 1980. Wow. Including Dale Earnhardt Jr. So this goes all the way up through 2015. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's just... That is cool. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And again, this goes all the way back. I said 51, but the, the very first race I have on here, Travis, 1951 Daytona Beach Race. Wow. Watch you could the literally old... watch the history of NASCAR. If you had time, you yeah. wanted to binge binge watch, which is something a lot of people do nowadays. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, just <laughs> throw it on, have it in the background if you don't want to. All for free. Yeah. The first ever Daytona 500. They have it on here. Right. A race at Bridgehampton. I don't even know where that is. That's not a track <laughs> anymore. You could watch that race uh-huh. from 1963. Wow. That's, like I said. I think NASCAR is ahead of the curve on this. And I think this is something that we will see other sports leagues go to for starters. Mm-hmm. And I think the difference is I think NASCAR will keep this free. I could see the other big four doing something like this and then seeing how many people want to watch it and then making you have to subscribe to it mm-hmm. or pay for it. Right, put it behind the I see NASCAR wall. that would keep it this and I don't know if this is something that they're going to continue going forward or if it's just for the 75th anniversary. I don't know. Right. B- but go on and click around. Check it out. It's yeah, a go great explore idea. Explore the, the site. Yeah. Explore the, the years. Explore, you know, the tracks. If you just want to watch all the Daytona races, boom, they got every Daytona race. Whether it's the beach and the road course or the speedway. You want to look up the fairgrounds in Nashville. That's been in the headlines lately. Or the L.A. Coliseum or wherever. They have it. Suzuki, Travis, the one race they went over to Japan and did. Two of them, actually. 96, 97. The Thunder Special. You can go watch those. Thunder Special. <coughs> nice. So I think that this is this is really cool. Yeah. And like I said, I just found out about it this morning. I'll be tinkering around with it. I'm going to be doing some looking on it mm-hmm. um, to, to see exactly what it is. But I, I just think it's a really cool thing. I wanted to bring yeah. it up. Yeah, you'll be uh, focused on that all day yeah. now. Yeah. So. <laughs> Very cool. Yes. So um, go uh, check it out. Yes. Maybe I might just do that as well. Yeah. So Kill some time and watch some NASCAR history. Yeah. So uh, let's get to uh, this day in uh, sports history to okay. uh, close it out. August here. 14th, 2004, Michael Phelps won his first gold medal, setting the world record in the 400-meter individual medley. Uh, August 14th, 08, in the sixth inning, the White Sox became the sixth team to hit four home runs in an inning. Travis, 
those people who hit the home runs for the White Sox, Jim Tomey, mm-hmm. Paul Conurco, yep. Alexi Ramirez, mm-hmm. and Juan Uribe. Juan Uribe. Nice. Hitters row. <laughs> uh, August 14th, 2016, Usain Bolt won gold in the 100 meter for the third straight Olympics. Mm-hmm. August 15th. 2008, Nastia Lukin and Sean Johnson won gold and silver, respectively, at the 08 Olympic Games in Beijing, becoming the first U.S. women to go 1-2 in the all-around at the Games. 2011, August 15, Jim Tomey became the eighth player to reach 600 career home runs with his second of the game. It came against the, the Tigers in Detroit. August 15, 2012, King Felix joined Philip Humber and Matt Kane as players throw perfect games in 2012. During the 23rd perfect game in MLB history, the three in 2012 are the most in any season in MLB history. Yep. Uh, 2008, August 16th, legend Usain Bolt is born when he won the 100-meter final in Beijing with a world-breaking time of 9.69 seconds. By the way, me and Usain Bolt share a birthday. Oh, nice. <coughs> yes. He was born a couple years before me, but not by much. And then today... August 17th, 1980, Royals third baseman George Brett goes 4-for-4 four four versus the Blue Jays, putting his season batting average over 400 for the first time. Brett's attempt to become the first player to hit 400 since Ted Williams in 1941 comes achingly close as he sits above the magic number as late as September 19th before finishing with a 390 average. Mm-hmm. Uh, Remember when we thought we were going to have a 400 hitter? Yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not so much. And also on this day, Travis, uh, in 2008, Michael Phelps won his eighth gold medal at the Beijing Olympics, uh, breaking Mark Spitz's record of seven set in 1972. And finally, on this day in 2014, after doing so with Minnesota in 2009, the Rockies' Michael Kadire becomes just the third player to hit for the cycle in both leagues, joining Bob Watson and John Olerud. Ooh, nice. I didn't know John Olerud played anywhere other than Seattle. Yeah, uh, if you play the Immaculate Grid, ah, there you, go. you you might know these players are, yes. are important for the Immaculate Grid. Yes. <laughs> uh, Jim Tomey is one of my favorites Yes, to use. Yes. He's hopped around a little bit. <laughs> so, ah, good, uh, good times good there. Good times. So, there you go. There you go. All right. So, uh, that clears the deck. Yes. It clears it all. So, we've done it. We did it. We're we back. we got our first show under back. Under the belt. First show under our belt saying we continue to roll on. We're back every weekday on 98.9. So, I'm going to miss uh, a couple coming up, but yeah. Well, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> naturally. Just come back and, <sighs> well, hey, one thing that is coming back is football. And I know yes. that we're super excited uh for that so uh make sure you stay tuned for our football previews which means the return of pick them pick them yep. how you like me now eric's overreactions yep i forgot about the overreactions yeah they're all coming back hmm. week one yeah. august 25th let's get it going next week next uh next week Travis. next friday i'm not prepared first we'll get prepared. first game yep we will and well, yeah, set for all the teams, and we'll take a look at the week one matchups next week as well. And uh, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for downloading as always. And we'll be back tomorrow for your Friday. That's it, and that's all. Until next time, peace out. Peace out.